0: and our guest today is Wong Jiwei. Jiwei is a PhD candidate in history here at Princeton University and a Jean Kirkpatrick Fellow at the American Enterprise Institute in Washington, D.C. From August 2016 until December 2019, Jiwei was wrongfully imprisoned in Iran on false charges of espionage. He joins us today to discuss his experience in Iran and the state of America's relationship with Iran. Wong Jiwei, welcome to Madison's Notes.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me.
0: Let's start at the beginning. It's 2016. You've just arrived in Iran. What brought you there? It's not really a hotbed of American tourism.
1: Oh, uh, well, in 2015, we achieved the JCPOA, uh, and then that's a landmark uh, landmark deal between the United States and Iran. Uh, so things looked uh, positive uh, at that moment, um, and uh, uh, there were there were a lot of hopes and the uh, um, uh, U.S. and Iran will reconciliate, um, and then um, uh, opportunity came up. Um, that I could go to Iran to uh, study Persian language, um, and uh, in consultation with my professors, uh, um, I took the opportunity uh, to go also uh, to explore research uh, opportunities. Um, uh, you know, with a, a perfect. Uh, uh, honesty with the uh, Iranian uh, authorities. I told them upfront, I'm uh, I have a language uh, student uh, visa, uh, um, and uh, uh, but I want to do research. Uh, so uh, is, that, is that okay? Um, and uh, the uh, the Iranian Foreign Ministry said yes uh, and provided me uh, letters of uh, support. That uh, that's how I went.
0: So you get there, you're conducting your research. Everything seems to be going as planned, and then things go haywire. What happened?
1: Uh, well, uh, two hours, well, a few, a few hours before I was supposed to uh, leave the country, uh, July twentieth, uh, I received a, a series of calls uh, without a caller ID uh, by the Iranian. Uh, um, uh, it turned out to be an Iranian Ministry uh, of Intelligence. Uh, they asked me to uh, uh, go to a diplomatic police uh, to uh, 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 for some uh, uh, to have some question uh, to answer some questions. Uh, so I promptly went uh, w- uh, with my passport and their computer. And there, uh, they uh, the first question they asked me is, "Are you Chinese?" Uh, looking at my American passport. Of course, I told them the truth. I wasn't Chinese. Uh, uh, I needed a visa, and that was apparent. Um, I think and they thought they could arrest me at that moment. Mm. Um, and then they interrogated me for a couple of hours, and uh, um, they uh, kept my computer and passport and let me go, uh, asking me to uh, stay alert uh, with uh, my telephone uh, uh, for, for, uh, for them to contact me again. Uh, so uh, this situation lasted 18 days um, before uh, I was eventually arrested. And during this period, they questioned me, uh, in the middle, they questioned me again. it uh, lasted three, four hours. And um, uh, uh, August uh, 4th, uh, local time, August 4th in the evening, I read uh, a Wall Street Journal uh, article uh, saying the true extent of the 2000, or January 2016 uh, exchange uh, prison ex- prisoner exchange, uh, Obama administration released $1.7 billion uh, Iranian assets uh, to Iran. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, and that was uh, uh, per, uh, perceived uh, uh, by many uh, as a kind of a ransom. Hmm. Uh, and then um, uh, at that moment, uh, I, um, I I felt um, uh, all of a sudden I understood why they 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 took my passport, uh, and I felt I, I was in imminent danger of being arrested as a hostage. Hmm. Uh, so I I hoped to uh, uh, consult the Swiss on Monday uh, on Sunday and the first day of a working week in uh, in the embassies. Uh, but before I could do that, uh, Sunday morning, uh, very early in the morning, uh, the interrogator called me again, asked me to go to Hotel Azadi. Uh, by the way, it means freedom, uh, Hotel <laughs> Freedom, uh, right in front of Avian prison. Oh. Uh, and uh, there they told me uh, they have examined what I've done. And... Um, Uh, uh, And then they 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 decided they have decided I haven't done anything illegal, so they're going to release me uh, and take me to the airport. So I called my wife uh, and the Swiss embassy, uh, telling them the Iranians are letting me uh, letting me go, um, so I should be home uh, the next day. Um, But unfortunately, instead of taking me to the airport, they took me to the Evin prison and threw me into the solitary confinement. And that's the start of uh, my 40 uh, 4-0, months uh, prison ordeal uh, in Iran.
0: Yeah, and uh, over this time period leading up to it, you're being interrogated. What are they? What sorts of things are they asking you?
1: Uh, in the first uh, eighteen days, they asked me a lot of uh, biographic uh, information where uh, where I grew up. Uh, uh, when did I? Uh, you know when I went to America, what I studied, uh, where I have been, uh, the topic of my study, um, and what kind of people I have met, uh, you know, these kind of uh, things. Um, uh, and then it would only transpire um, uh, uh, on the 18th day when they took me to uh, a video, uh, video shoot uh, where the, when they said uh, we are going to uh, uh, we don't think you have done anything wrong, but uh, um, our chief had to decide. Uh, old man claiming to be their chief uh, told me they would uh, analyze the uh, video uh, uh, tape uh, uh, me answering questions and uh, analyze my answers. Uh, if they believe I was telling the truth, they'll let me go. Hmm. But then it became uh, trans- uh, uh, it became clear uh, when the process started, uh, 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 it was uh, not about telling truth or fal- uh, 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 false uh, something true or false, um, but it's actually a kind of a propaganda uh, movie, sh- uh, uh, propaganda film uh, shoot. Um, and uh, uh, I was asked a question uh, that they asked me in the uh, repeatedly in the previous uh, eighteen days. So the previous eighteen days of interrogation uh, was kind of a rehearsal uh, mm. for that. Um, I, I, I only came to understand uh, then. And then they left me alone. They took me out of inter- uh, solitary uh, and left me alone for 10 days. Uh, when they restarted uh, interrogation, they forced me into confession uh, to being an American spy. Uh, one sentence. Uh, you are, I, I am an American spy. Uh, okay. They told me clearly, um, we want a deal with America for prisoner uh, for our prisoners to come back and uh, for America to release uh, Iranian uh, assets. Um, and then in order to do that, we need a deal uh, and you have to be a spy. So otherwise there's no case, there's no case, there's no exchange, uh, you'll rot here. Uh, if you don't confess, you go back to solitary uh, until you do it will never otherwise uh, you'll never be able to see your wife and son again you'll never be able to set your foot on the soil of the United States again yeah. um,
0: and, and so you confess and I'm putting that in air quotes because of course it's not a real confession.
1: Yes yes so I um, had a no uh, no choice but uh, but confess uh, knowing that I uh, uh, betrayed nobody but myself uh, so. Uh, yeah, um, but it, it felt awful um, to be put in that situation
0: because you felt you were lying to yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. The interrogation begins. This is this dress rehearsal. Uh, they finally have you in camera and they're asking you these questions. They make clear to you that what they're doing here is they need you to confess that you're an American spy. That way they'll be able to get an exchange. They'll be able to get money or something is back.
1: This is about 10 days after they made the video, right? Okay. So the the video was later made into a propaganda piece that, show, that was shown on TV, Iranian hmm. TV. Uh, and then, um, I mean, you can find it on the internet still. And then there's really nothing that uh, would... Uh, m- a uh, 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 point um, towards um anything that i've done uh uh that can incriminate me um so uh what what uh 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 you know the way they convicted me is based on my confession that yeah. i am a, a spy uh of the united states which uh according to iranian law is adequate uh to convict me yeah. Uh, there's there's no need uh, for presentation of evidence uh, or witness. Uh, a confession of the accused is adequate according to Islamic law.
0: When did you learn that they had turned this uh, this confession video into a propaganda film?
1: Uh, so but the, at the time they were f- filming that, I knew that this they they're doing this for propaganda purpose, uh, but how they're going to use it, uh, it wasn't clear to me, but the the, the, the film was shown a, about a year later in 2017, mm-hmm. November, 2017, if I remember correct.
0: In 40 months here in Evan prison, yes. this is sort of a crude question, but what was that like? How often were you in solitary confinement? Uh, what, what were the um, accommodations like? Could you just explain a little well, bit the experience?
1: Um, uh, well, in a way, um, I think I was uh, luckier than many others who spent a uh, considerably longer time in solitary. I spent 18 days, okay. uh, but, uh, uh, but uh, I, uh, uh, I spent uh, altogether nine and a half months in the high security prison. Mm. Uh, for a couple of months, I was confined in a very small cell with uh, uh, two or three other people. Uh, And then uh, other times I was in a bigger cell, but without a window. Mm. Uh, And I would have two, three times of uh, uh, access to fresh air air every week. Uh, um, And then uh, altogether uh, in that facility that is called the 209, uh, that's a detention facility of the Iranian Ministry of Intelligence. um, And that was uh, the most difficult uh, period in my life. Uh, I could call my wife uh, uh, once a week for 10 minutes.
0: Hmm. And what were those conversations like? I mean, I should back up the first call with your wife. What was it like the first time you told her they've taken me prisoner here, they're going to make me confess to being an American spy? I didn't
1: didn't know that uh, they were going to force me to confess at that moment. I Hmm. was allowed to call her when I was taken out of the solitary. So I called her on the 19th day of my arrest. Mm -hmm. Um, And then by then, um, uh, my wife already found out um, uh, from my from the Iranian lawyer I managed to retain before my arrest that I was I I was arrested. Uh, So uh, uh, but before that, I didn't know. I was uh, very worried because I wasn't able to contact my wife. Uh, after I knew that the Iranian authorities were taking me to Abin prison instead of uh, the uh, airport. Uh, uh, That that was a very difficult time. I was uh, constantly worried, Um, but yeah.
0: Uh, so they got the one sentence confession they needed. Uh, I, I believe the sentence was supposed to be 10 years. Is that correct? Is that what they told yes, you? Yes.
1: Yes. A, a, uh, a court session, uh, a bogus court uh, session was uh, conducted uh, in April, uh, March and April uh, 2017. Uh, I was given um, a 10-year sentence. Uh, a second court, uh, appeal court session conducted in uh, August uh, 2017. Uh, and my ten-year sentence uh, was confirmed. No evidence uh, was uh, presented uh, in either of the courts, uh, and then my lawyer, uh, my lawyers, were not allowed to speak uh, other than uh, a single opportunity uh, to uh, to make a final statement.
0: What were you feeling there? Was it frustration, anger? At this point, you just resigned to it.
1: Uh, well, yes and no, because I knew by then there is not very much I could do. Sure. Uh, I, I was not able to contact anybody. Uh, the, uh, I, uh, I had a consular visit, um, but the, the Swiss uh, uh, Swiss ambassador um, uh, was not able to do much uh, under that political situation. Um, um, there, there were uh, a lot of tensions uh, between the United States and Iran. Uh, so um, I had a hope uh, that um, uh, the U.S. government and uh, the university would help me, uh, and then I may get out soon. Um, but that hope was uh, uh, that hope was dashed again and again. Um, it never happened. Uh, so uh, it was uh, it was a really difficult time.
0: Yeah what communication did you have with, I would, I would imagine you had no communication whatsoever with the United States government, correct? What communication did you have with people outside of the prison?
1: Uh, I could meet with my uh, lawyer occasionally. Uh, my lawyer was an old man. He, uh, um, he, uh, he's a Francophone. He, he couldn't speak English well. And then he's uh, Uh, too old and uh, 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 fuddled and uh, it it was very difficult to communicate with him Um, and then uh, in addition to that I could uh, talk to the Swiss ambassador every couple of months uh, in a counselor visit Um, uh, uh, and then uh, is my weekly call with my wife and that was it. That uh, that was, uh, the, these were my only connection, uh, my, my uh, contact
0: uh, with the outside. When did you first begin to suspect that you could see a light at the end of the tunnel, that you might be able to get out of there before those 10 years were up? Uh,
1: well, they, well uh, I, there were many landmark events, uh, I thought, uh, based on, uh what my wife was told uh, and based on the experience of others uh, that I could be released, uh, but it just didn't happen. Uh, in retrospect, I think um, the Obama administration's uh, exchange uh, early 2016 exchange um, with the release of uh, $1.7 billion of Iranian uh, fund uh, yeah. really changed the rule of the game. Uh, the Iranian authorities really believed that they can extort the United States uh, for big. Yeah. Uh, and then there were, uh, they were not willing to let anybody go uh, easily. Yeah. Um, we were clearly uh, merchandise um, for good return. Yeah.
0: And how did it come about that you were able to leave the prison and return to the United States
1: Uh, That was uh, through a prisoner swap. Uh, And then uh, there were some uh, indications that uh, uh, the prisoner swap was going to happen. But again, uh, I uh, hoped for this to happen in many landmark um, uh, moments and didn't happen. So I didn't really put a high hope on that. Um, But Uh, uh, in November, uh, sorry, uh, September 2019, uh, when Zarif was uh, in New York for, uh, the Iranian Foreign Minister Zarif uh, in New York for uh, 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 UN uh, General Assembly, he was uh, cornered uh, by uh, Stephen Inskip of NPR uh, about American prisoners. And he commented, uh, if United States release Dr. Soleimani uh, we will release Mr. Wang. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then immediately, uh, Iran started uh, intense uh, media coverage of uh, Dr. Soleimani's pl- uh, plight in the United States. Uh, and that had never happened before. Uh, so that, I, I thought that was a good sign something uh, is uh, is brewing. Yeah. Um and uh and all of a sudden on uh December fourth, uh, uh wait, December December 5th, uh they called my name um and uh, uh uh told me uh I was being released. Um and I was taken to the Ministry of Intelligence jail uh where I was uh more than two years ago uh for two days. Uh it was a very unsettling uh two days. Um, yeah. And then I was taken to the airport, uh, and then the uh, the Swiss uh, the the Swiss diplomats were there to receive me, and uh, I boarded on the Swiss uh, plane and left Iran. Uh, a formal uh, exchange uh, took place in Zurich, um, and uh, uh, Brian Hook, uh, the U.S. envoy for Iran at that time, uh, received me, and I regained my freedom.
0: Again, a crude question. What were you feeling at that time? Back in in safety for the first time, free for the first time in all these months, what did that feel like? What were you feeling?
1: I imagined many, many times uh, over the course of 40 months uh, how I would feel uh, in that moment. Uh, maybe a lot of excitement. Uh, uh disbelief, uh, etc. Um, but no, uh, nothing was like that. I was very calm um, And uh, uh, then it was it just became so evident, that incredible that uh, how it, it felt like uh, the 14 months time has gone so fast. Yeah. Uh, it didn't, and by the way, it didn't go very, didn't go fast. Uh, it, it it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but uh, only that moment, uh, I thought uh, I reached the end of it. So I'm, I was
0: grateful. Yeah. And yeah. again, you like you said, these forty months did not go by quickly. They were terrible. Yeah. What sustained you? What kept you going through these forty months?
1: Uh, the hope uh the hope uh my wife was constantly running a campaign she ran a campaign for me for over 3 years yeah. um, and uh, uh, the hope that the the US government uh, would not abandon US citizens unjustly detained abroad yeah. uh, and the 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 the, uh, the hope uh, that the justice will prevail uh, and uh, uh, i also met so many very kind of people uh, in, in, in Iranian prison. Uh, they constantly encouraged me as well, saying, uh, you, uh, you will leave, you will go out uh, uh, much sooner than uh, the Iranians uh, because you are American. Uh, Iran needed a deal, you will go out. So uh, I would say um, a lot of kindness uh, from many uh, that uh, formed a kind of a pillar uh, into my ordeal, uh, you know, helped me through, uh, my ordeal, uh, and eventually I, uh, I, I came home, uh, knowing that I, uh, I'm a lucky one comparing to many others because there are still many, uh, uh, remaining in Iranian, uh, in Iranian jail, uh, right. for no good reason other than being a hostage.
0: Yeah. Now, of course, you have sort of this crash field experience, certainly not an experience you or anyone would wish to have, but you have this experience now in Iran, in the country, both in your imprisonment, but also before it. So what can you tell us from your experience, the difference between the way, say, the Iranian people see America versus the way the political and military leaders of the Iranian regime see America? Uh,
1: well, um, it's uh, very interesting. Uh, although in America, we know uh, from occasional uh, news footage uh, that the, uh, the rallies and demonstrations on the street of uh, of, of Iran, uh, people uh, uh, shouting death to America down with USA. Uh, if you go to Iran, you realize that probably there's no other people uh, uh, who love America, uh, who love America more than Iranians. Um, huh. uh, so um, uh, I think uh, average, Iran, uh, average Iranians, um, uh, at least uh, uh, urban Iranians, uh, have a very uh, strong, um, uh, uh, inclined, very strong pro-Western uh, sentiment uh, they think uh they are more western than than oriental in many ways uh given their uh uh past century uh, history uh and um, uh, especially um uh, I think they love America um uh, not necessarily all the uh everything about America but certainly many things about America American culture American pop culture is uh, um, uh uh, very, very big in Iran. Um, and then uh, uh, you don't find anywhere in the world, I suppose, uh, the uh, so many uh, pizza restaurants and uh, hamburger restaurants. And then also I saw uh, like um, uh, one yellow cap uh, on the street of Tehran um, and had had a, had a seal um, uh, in the, um, uh, like, a, like a seal of this big. Uh, yeah. In the place where the logo is at in the uh, in the in the front of the car, saying the ambassador of the United States. <laughs> no kidding. It, it, seriously it, it's it's a, it's a seal very you know very serious looking seal. Um, yeah. And then um, and then you talk to people, uh, and then they will tell you, despite the politics between the two countries, uh, they like America, um, and then uh, many people want to come to America. as actually in fact. Um, a uh, 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 couple of days ago was uh, the Iranian New Year, uh, okay. and then the new uh, U.S. envoy to Iran uh, uh, had a tweet uh, message uh, uh, for Iranian New Year. And one of the most prominent uh, kinds of replies is to uh, is Iranian calls for uh, uh, the uh, uh, reintroduction of a lottery uh, visa yeah. because they want their American dream back. Wow, uh, you can you can you can read um, under the replies of uh, of uh, of a Twitter uh, users. Uh, that's that's uh, you know a very strong uh, pro-American sentiment. They yeah. look at America as a, a, a beacon of uh, liberty. Uh, America offers um, uh, uh, alternative uh, uh, in many many different uh, aspects of
0: life. Yeah. Yeah. So people hear this, I'm sure. They hear about the Iranian people yearning for freedom, looking to the United States as a beacon of freedom and hope. And they think, well, there's not that much of a difference between us and the Iranians. The leaders of the Islamic Republic of Iran want their people to be safe, happy, and prosperous, just as we do. Sure, we have disagreements, but they're more like misunderstandings. If we could just get supreme leader of Iran and the president of the United States to sit down and talk for a few days, they would work through their differences, and we could have peace in our time. Is that wrong?
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely wrong. uh, Because, um, uh, you know, I'm a Chinese, uh, I grew up in China. uh, And then um, I have seen Iran. um, And uh, I constantly compare the Chinese experience, my Chinese experience and the Iranian experience. Mm. Um, I think, um, uh, at, le- at least in one thing, we have to give the Chinese government uh, a credit. Uh, the Chinese government in the last 40 years really worked hard to improve uh, the well being of the Chinese people. They lifted uh, millions of people out of uh, poverty. And then they believe uh, the pillar of legitimacy of the Chinese re- uh, 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 CCP regime is a constantly improvement of uh, people's uh, livelihood. Uh, that will guarantee the longevity of the Chinese regime. Uh, That's how how Chinese leaders uh, think, the the source of uh, the CCP's legitimacy. Uh, In Iran, uh, however, uh, the well-being of the people is not a source uh, of the the legitimacy of the uh, theocratic regime Mm -hmm. Um, because the, the regime for 40 years has failed uh, repeatedly uh, uh, to deliver on uh, their promises, uh, political and economic, uh, to the people. Um, One thing they have done is the, I think the absolute poverty uh, in Iran have uh, probably has uh, reduced, Um, but uh, with a country with such immense uh, potential um, I think um, uh, the, 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 uh, they really abused uh, the people um, and the uh, and potential of the country. Um, so uh, the, uh, what I mean to say is the, the Islamic Republic does not really care uh, about the livelihood of their people, the well-being of their people. Their, their source of legitimacy is not the well-being of the, the, the ordinary people, but rather a country that is run on Islamic principles, mm. a country that is run uh, by clerics, Islamic uh, 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 style of uh, uh, life uh, and uh, um, uh, and politics um, is the source, main source um, of the regime, um, and uh, also there is a very bloated uh, sense of Iranian sovereignty. Uh, and the Iranian nationalism uh when everything else has uh, when they have felt in every uh, in deli- in delivering um, uh, uh, every promise uh, uh they have given to Iranian people uh, uh their ability uh, to project their spoiler power to destabilize the region and the world has uh, 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 ironically becomes a sort of a Um, Pride, um, Mm. in a way, uh, to show we have been able to do that. Uh, In a way, uh, uh, that becomes a a, a sort of uh, source of a a source of legitimacy, in my uh, opinion. Uh, However, uh, some people would buy that uh, idea; uh, some people won't. Um, The regime today uh, is under serious uh, uh, trouble. Uh, It's besieged uh, within and without. Um, and uh, the idea uh, that uh, America, uh, American president uh, should visit Iran and sit down with the Iranian supreme leader or Iranian president to talk things out is a very naive one, is a wishful thinking. Because um, before I went to Iran, um, I, ca- I came across with this book written by some former uh, uh uh, analyst, a senior analyst working in the government, uh, precisely mentioned uh, that American president should visit Iran. And I bought that argument. And then in my interrogation, uh, when the interrogator asked me about the, um, uh, my understanding of Iran-US relations, I thought, uh, I told him uh, that there's no need uh, for US and Iran to be so hostile to each other. Uh, we don't have to be close friends, uh, but we can have a, country, a normal country to country relation. Uh, you know, Soviet, and the Soviet Union and America were never good friends, but we had a civil, uh, rather civil uh, relationship uh, between the two countries. Um, and uh, um, and I, thought, I told him uh, uh, President Obama should visit Iran. And uh, he said, no. Uh, we mm. would never want American president to visit our country. Uh, and uh, m- most significantly, uh, my comment uh, in this regard was used as evidence against me mm. uh, in court uh, to convict me uh, for infiltration, because they said uh, Obama's JCPOA and engagement uh, with Iran uh, is an uh, iron fist uh, under velvet glove. Yeah. Uh, they wanted, Obama wanted to cause regime change in Iran, Uh, And uh, therefore, they gave us the deal. And uh, 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 they also cited President Obama's comment that we can improve our relationship with Iran um, uh, by sending some uh, exchange students. So therefore, you have been sent by Obama uh, as an agent uh, to topple our regime. And the fact that you think Obama should visit Iran indicates that you support Uh, that that line of thinking therefore you're an infiltrator and uh, a spy therefore you deserve 10 years of sentence Hmm. so this is the logic
0: yeah you have first-hand experience with this regime Do you think your experience has helped change minds? Has it helped people better understand the Islamic Republic of Iran, the human rights abuses, the lack of freedom, funding, terrorism, what have you? Or has it only confirmed the opinions of what Iran hardliners in America already believed with Iran sympathizers just turning a blind eye?
1: Uh, Well, the biggest lesson that I have learned uh, uh, there Okay, let me uh, backstab a little. So when I went there, I really believed these uh, progressive uh, liberal arguments yeah. uh, that uh, our policies, um, wrong-headed policies, uh, in, uh, were imp- uh, uh, you know uh, imperial, condescending, colonial. Uh, 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 attitudes towards, uh, the Muslim world, uh, is, uh, responsible for everything went wrong in that country. Uh, yeah. with regard to Iran, we always start from 1953, uh, the coup of Mossadegh. Um, and then that explains away everything, uh, terrible happened ever since to this moment, uh, in, in, in Iran. And then I really believed that the, the JCPOA was a major step uh writing the wrongs we've done uh to iran and mm-hmm. then obama was president obama was correct that we should expect uh, iranians to uh uh, 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 uh change uh, uh change behavior and then this is what uh i have been taught uh and it is still being taught yeah, uh, right. on, un- on university campuses our professors teach students um about this Right. Um, and uh, and then um, uh, uh, and I went there, I realized um, through especially, uh, you know, from what I saw on the street, uh, my interactions with uh, ordinary Iranians outside of prison and uh, my interactions with uh, the uh, Iranian authorities, uh, intelligence authorities and uh, judicial authorities and the prison authorities and then the former uh, and my prison uh, fellow prisoners, uh, many of uh, uh, many of whom were uh, former uh, uh, officials, mm. so I learned that uh, this is really wishful thinking because uh, the Iranian regime uh, has a uh, fundamental interest to oppose the United States. Yeah. They thrive uh, and they survive and thrive on the hostility. Um, Against the United States, um, and uh, because that justify uh, that justifies um, uh, their malign behavior in the region, um, because uh, they say we support uh, all these groups uh, who, are, who are determining their own fate uh, 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 against uh, Western imperialists, uh, 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 especially the United States. Mm-hmm. They they claim that they stand for the voice of oppressed, for example, uh, the Hezbollah or Hamas or uh, the Palestinians. Yeah. Um, right? And so uh, they use anti-American rhetoric uh, to expand their power uh, outside. And the inside, they use anti-American rhetoric to oppress, uh, saying um, whoever they don't like is accused as Western spy, American spy. And that uh, conceal your, uh, your, uh, you know, your, your life, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a easy, it's an easy, uh, easy way to frame a person and uh, to persecute a person.
0: Yeah.
1: And then they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and then the, 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 uh, so they have a fundamental interest against us um, and then the idea that we right or wrong and they will come around is uh, a very naive and wishful thinking. And has, in fact, the interesting thing in my mind is this. Uh, this they have said this uh, in the open, uh, including the uh, Supreme Leader himself and his officials have said this on record in uh, English and Persian. Um, and yet um, our... Uh, pro Iran analysts and pro engagement people still refuse to acknowledge that uh, it's it's the most mind-boggling because because there, when I was in Iran, I saw so many people, uh, very, very overwhelming overwhelming uh, majority of the people I uh, came into contact with were disgruntled, uh, were unhappy about the situation, and they were anti-regime. But when I came here, uh, came back to the United States, I found so many people are sympathetic to the Iranian regime.
0: And why Uh, is that? Are they ignorant? Are they naive? What's going on?
1: Well, I think a big part is that they don't live in Iran. Uh, They don't understand what's going on in that country. They have no idea uh, about uh, what it feels like. Uh, to live in that country, Um, uh, women uh, uh, have to wear a headscarf and then they have to wear uh, a long, uh, like a coat, even in the summer, right? Right. Uh, And then, um, uh, you know, and then uh, homosexuals um, um, face the danger uh, of persecution and in some cases, uh, execution, Right. Uh, religious minorities are constantly persecuted. They do not understand. Many Americans enjoying American liberty uh, cannot understand what it meant to live uh, under a system uh, like the one uh, the Iranians uh, have to deal with. And for them, it is uh, obviously uh, the U.S. is wrong to sanction uh, the Iranian authorities, uh, the the Iranian state, uh, because the people uh, are taking a hit uh, but the, the officials, the elites are uh, circumventing the sanction and, uh, and being uh, uh, benefited. Uh, uh, so um, whoever says that um, is cherry picking the facts. Mm. Um, the the truth is uh, people are being hurt uh, through U.S. sanctions. But uh, I think uh, many people, uh, many people that I have met. Also understood why the U.S. sanctions are in the uh, are, are there in the first place, and they blame the Iranian regime. The Iranians blame the Iranian regime for doing things uh, to bring upon. The Iranian nation, the Iranian people, and uh, the U.S. sanctions, because a big question. I mean, they also understand, uh, the, but we don't in many ways. So, what are the options um, uh, for the West, uh, for the West or the United States, if we don't sanction the Iranian regime?
0: Yeah,
1: um, we don't want wars. Um, you know, uh, for those uh, uh, opponents of sanctions. Uh, other than a very vague uh word, uh, diplomacy, let's do diplomacy with them, they have never been able to offer something concrete uh to replace uh sanctions. Yeah. Right. So and then now now we talk about uh, talk a little about that diplomacy. What, what 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 is that diplomacy really? Uh so diplomacy, I think um in a in a common sensual sense understanding is a two you know, uh two sides uh in the international um arena, you know, two state actors uh or uh, uh, something like that we sit down together uh with a um w- goodwill to solve a problem uh in a civil uh civil uh peaceful manner right um you have to have a willingness of both sides uh, to sit down and discuss a, a issue of mutual interest
0: yeah
1: and then uh look at look at and the situation that happened uh, that has been happening uh in the last 42 years ever since um the the mullahs came to power that the the, the from the seizure of the u.s embassy uh in uh, 1979 um the the iranians uh, the iranian regime has uh, has uh has constantly refused uh to engage uh, uh in civilized uh uh, 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 uh diplomatic exchange with the United States. And and then if you look at uh, the situation from Carter, President Carter onwards to President Biden today, every and each American president wanted to talk to Iran, wanted to to do diplomacy with Iran. Even even President Trump, despite the maximum sanction, the maximum pressure campaign that he waged against the Iranian regime, He never denied diplomacy. The door of diplomacy was never closed. He always said, we can make a deal, come and negotiate a deal. You know, um, we need a better deal. Uh, We are not interested in, uh, we're not aiming for regime change. I think these are all on record. Who is denying uh, diplomacy? The Iranian regime, because the Iranian regime is the party that constantly uh, made clear that we're not going to uh, negotiate anything more than what has literally been written in the JCPOA, no negotiation whatsoever. And I don't understand, to be frank with you, why there are so many in America are still saying, we don't uh, uh, employ diplomacy uh, with Iran. I think we have always kept that door open I mean, even under Biden, uh, with so many concessional uh, measures and gestures shown to Iran, and then uh, the the Iranians are still saying, uh, you have to slip sanctions first. Otherwise, we're not going to talk. So who is denying diplomacy, right? Right. So yeah. And then again, the idea of doing diplomacy uh, without without leverage, uh, without pressure, is a very naive one. They don't want to talk to you. What are you going to do? You, yeah. you don't sanction them. You you, you you let them do whatever they want. you let them develop nuclear weapons. you let them develop uh, ballistic missiles. you let them um, attack Saudi Arabia and Israel with impunity. What is uh, what is the alternative option, right? So right.
0: yeah. I think we're seeing this right now, right? The, the Biden administration, uh, the special presidential envoy for Iran they're making clear that they want to come back to the table. They want to find a replacement for the JCPOA. Um, and I think it was just this week that Iran said, they are no hurry to renegotiate a deal.
1: Well, uh, yes. So if, if I were uh, in a situation, that's exactly what I would do.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Because, because um, Biden, even from, uh, uh at the time of a presidential election campaign, he has committed to uh, returning to the nuclear deal.
0: Yeah,
1: And then as soon as he became president, he appointed people who are pro-engagement. Pro- uh, and then um, he uh, 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 rescinded a US claim in the United Nation uh, for, san- uh, for snapping back of sanctions. Uh, they removed uh, the Biden administration removed uh, the arms embargo. Um, mm-hmm. No longer claim Iran is under arms embargo. They delisted uh, Iranian proxy the Houthis in Yemen uh, as a terrorist uh, group, and uh, they signaled they are not going to oppose Iranian request of IMF uh, emergency loan. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, et cetera, you know, uh, et cetera. They, uh, and even in the uh, Nowruz, uh, Iranian New Year uh, greetings uh, done by this um, uh, new uh, US special envoy for Iran. He said, uh, we can negotiate. We want to negotiate with Iran in any, a- any manner that Iranian uh, government feels comfortable. Yeah. This much concessional gestures are already shown uh, to Iran it's like uh, you're showing up in front, you know, in a in a carpet uh, shop, and then you tell the, the owner, uh, I want this specific uh, uh, carpet. So you're you in many ways you tell them without getting this carpet, I'm not going to leave. Yeah. So now give me the carpet in a cheaper price. So what do you think the owner is going to do?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So is he's going to ask for a higher price? and he's going to play the Stalin tactic with you. Yeah. You can walk away if you if you don't want to pay the price i'm asking. Yeah. So, and the Biden administration is basically saying we're not going away. Yeah. Yeah, so basically this is we should expect this uh, to happen.
0: Let's talk about what a better approach might be. So, no doubt in formulating his approach towards Iran, President Biden will consider the successes and failures of his predecessors. Uh, If you ask most on the American political right, they'll tell you that Barack Obama was too weak. He attempted to appease Iran and walked away with a lackluster, if not um, downright harmful, Iran deal. Ask those on the left about Donald Trump, and they'll say he was too harsh, imposing excessive sanctions and shutting the door to diplomacy. Uh, As we've already seen, you have a more nuanced understanding of the Obama and Trump respective approaches to Iran and how they might guide President Biden. So could you walk us through this, what we should learn from these two approaches?
1: Yes, so um, uh, uh, I I think it is a a very uh, common distinction that people make these days between the uh, Obama slash Biden approach to to the Iran conundrum and the Trump approach. But if you look at it uh, uh, closely, Uh, it's not difficult to understand that Obama and Trump actually had this very uh, similar uh, objective on Iran. That is the Iranian malice uh, has to be contained,
0: Hmm.
1: right? So, um, and in 2012, Obama uh, promised that we are going, we're only going to accept a deal with Iran uh, that ends Iranian nuclear capacity. By 2015, uh, that promise has reduced uh, to uh, the JCPOA uh, uh, with an expiration date on it, 10 to 15 years uh, of a sunset clause. Um, uh, uh, We can say Obama was under electoral uh, uh, pressure, uh, that he needed a deal before his term runs up. Uh, and then um, the effectiveness of his chief negotiator uh, uh, it, uh m- mr john Kerry, I-, I think it's it's a sub- subject to debate right uh, um um but but i think he gave uh, he gave iran a deal in, to- in july 2015 uh uh, 15, uh, uh a-, a limited uh you know a deal that it, that 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 was a much lower uh, in its uh, uh, scope of restriction. Um, the deal can only be, you know, this can only be justified um, when you think uh, that, you know, actually Obama administration made this clear in multiple occasions. And he's, uh, the idea is by giving a deal to Iran, uh, by integrating them into global community, uh, we will encourage Iran, the Iranian regime would actually understand uh, uh, it's to their benefit uh, Mm -hmm. to become a responsible actor in the international community. uh, And that would pave a way uh, for further negotiations uh, that would eventually restrict not only Iranian nuclear capacity, uh, but also uh, other aspects of uh, Iranian uh, malign behavior. Uh, We, let's say, if we if we give it uh, you know this this vision uh, 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 of Obama uh, benefit of doubt um, uh, this is the, you know this was mid 2015 uh, I think by uh, early 2016 uh, it has become uh, already apparent um, that the Obama the the Iranian regime not only resisted consciously resisted changing its behavior uh, towards the direction that Obama envisioned, they actually uh, behaved worse, right? They immediately tested uh, missiles, uh, 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 ballistic missiles, three times. uh, And then uh, they arrested American sailors, uh, mm-hmm. lured them into Iranian water. Uh, you, know, how, how exa- you know, whether the, Iranian sail- uh, the American sailors went into Iranian water or not, maybe a subject of debate. But I think what was true is that it, it was not necessary really to arrest them and, and publicly humiliate them uh, in, in TV. Right. Um, pointing um, behind their uh, their heads uh, while they were kneeling down with their hands uh, behind their heads. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very uh, conspicuous uh, effort uh, to show uh, the Iranian defiance. We're not going to change our behavior, right? Um, and then uh, so in that regard, I think uh, the Obama administration's uh, negotiations started with a strong footing. Uh, but ended uh, in a weak uh, position um, uh, for various understandable restraints uh, at the time. And I think when Trump came to power in 2017, uh, it was clear enough uh, that the deal uh, wasn't sustainable because uh, uh, Obama actually never tried uh, to run the deal through Senate to gain bipartisan approval, which was actually like a ticking uh, bomb uh, for the deal. Um, and then uh, plus, the Iranians were not helping themselves in making the deal more sustainable. Um, and uh, and then the uh, Trump uh, administration, uh, and it is important, we, we need to uh, keep in mind, uh, called on Iran to, neg- to come to negotiation multiple times. Uh, you okay. know this better, of course, uh, you're working in the administration. Until 2018, mid-2018, when he said, uh, we'll quit the deal. Right. Right. So there was almost like a a year, uh, I think over a year time that he called Iran to negotiate, where Iran refused. Uh, And then he reintroduced uh, sanctions. Um, and so-called the, what he, he calls the maximum pressure, sanction, uh, sanction uh, maximum pressure campaign against Iran. right? Uh, and that um, uh, the sanctions were introduced in phases. Uh, and uh, eventually uh, when Trump came out of office, uh, it was uh, the mac- really uh, at maximum pressure were uh, uh, barely put in place over a year. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, if we consider the Obama pressure against Iran uh, in 2000, started from 2010, you know, 2009, uh, when Iran had the Green Movement, uh, three millions, uh, three, million, three millions of Iranians came onto the street uh, to protest Ahmadinejad's rigged e- election. Obama uh, uh, turned a blind eye to it practically. Right. Right. And uh, uh, that uh, that connivance uh, and uh, eagerness to engage um, uh, the Iranian regime uh, um, by not embarrassing them uh, certainly didn't work out until in 2010. He said, OK, we'll impose sanctions. And even with that sanctions, uh, that's a UN multilateral sanctions, um, the Iranians still uh, the regime still used a stalling tacti- a tactic mm-hmm. until 2013, when even more crashing sanctions against the Iranian central bank that effectively choked Iranian international finance yeah. um, that forced Iran to seriously negotiate. Uh, and in 2015, he achieved a deal. So it's like uh, five years. Yeah. Uh, and then now uh, with uh, uh, Trump's uh, maximum pressure campaign, uh, you can say uh, between uh, one to two and a half years, uh, you, you know, um, and I think it's, uh, uh, unfair and inaccurate to say the maximum pressure campaign has, uh, failed objectively. Yeah. Um, you know, a more, uh, uh, accurate way to describe it. It has not been allowed to pan out, uh, and uh, achieve its uh, desired result sure. because, because, um, Obama used the same maximum pressure against Iran and if that forced Iran to come to negotiation table and negotiate uh, uh, for a deal uh, and then the, uh, you know well, how many called it a uh, heroic uh, flexibility. Um, and uh, I think uh, the tactic uh, should, should work again uh, uh, when we back it uh, with a credible deterrence um the the problem uh uh under uh biden uh is that uh credible deterrence is gone uh the deterrence is no longer credible mm-hmm. when the iranians uh you see under trump after uh after suleimani was killed the iranians never had uh, uh never uh, in fact uh, uh, uh stepped uh, step, uh, step up uh provocation uh but as soon as uh biden came to power uh the Iranians took major steps uh, to violate the JCPOA, um, and then um, attack uh, started attacking U.S. Uh, inst- uh, inst- uh, establishments in the region, and then uh, the airstrike authorized by Biden is supposed to be a, a serious deterrent, and I think it is a serious uh, um, uh, deterrent. But unfortunately, it was not perceived as a serious deterrent hmm. because in the uh, in the meantime, Biden is showing desperation. Uh, to engage right. um and then the originally a serious deterrence has uh come down to something like a joke yeah uh, so that practically did not stop the uh, the, the, the iranian proxies uh from uh, uh escalating provocation and in fact today Iran filed my, uh, missiles against an israeli tanker right uh, mm. with with this type of uh, appeasement uh the region is on the on the way uh, to uh, to a serious uh, uh, to seriously heightened uh, risk of conflict.
0: Yeah, l- l- let me ask you that: if we map this out a few years, five years, ten years, whatever the case may be, what's the long term goal with Iran? What's realistic? Will we see moderates come in, genuine moderates come into power, and see a less hostile regime? Will we see um, the current course continued? They'll develop nuclear weapons and we go to war. Um, are we waiting for a democratic revolution? What do you think is realistic here?
1: Well, I, I think we need to understand um, that um, the United States vis-a-vis Iran, uh, uh, we're a superpower. We're the only superpower. Uh, uh, we're still much a greater power than China. Uh, and uh, Iran is a second grade regional power. Um, and uh, you know, despite its uh, awesome spoiler uh, uh, capability, it does not construct, right? It does not create wealth like China does, right? Um, uh, uh, it, it, its power lies in his uh, its ability to do bad things, uh, to do destructions, uh, uh, and not that, you know that seems significant, but not as significant as a constructive power. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, but the U.S. Is, 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 is very different. U.S. is really a juggernaut uh, standing when, when, when it is standing in front of Iran. Now, I don't think our, you know, uh, uh, the Biden administration really understands or takes uh, the, this, this uh, dynamic uh, seriously. Uh, to me, it, it's uh, it's it's more like um, the Biden uh, administration is treating U.S. Iran relations more like U.S. like a house cat in front of a, a Iranian mad dog <laughs> uh, in front of the regime. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not talking about the Iranian nation, of course. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so so and then this is not a helpful uh, way to approach it. You're downplaying American uh, capability. So uh, in 2020, the end of 2020 the the american uh, ne- uh military budget uh is um uh i think if i'm not mistaken it's 16 times or 20 times uh, bigger than the entire national budget of iran
0: yeah right
1: and then this is the difference um and we are playing on their terms how is this going to help us right yeah. so uh, and then, um, uh, so I I, I think uh, 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 that is a round approach uh, to Iran. Uh, a good approach to Iran uh, should be uh, showing the U.S. strength because we we have the strength. Uh, the yeah. Iranian uh, uh, the Iranian regime has been brought to a brink uh, uh, to the brink of the bankruptcy uh, in 2017. The end of 2017, according to International Monetary Fund. Uh, the Iranian foreign uh, foreign exchange reserve was 200 billion dollars. Hmm. By October 2020 that figure has, uh, has uh, uh, come to 8.8 8 billion dollars. Wow
0: yeah
1: and then you are saying in you know, some people are saying um, uh, maximum pressure not uh, uh, not effective as a failed. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think that's a that's a, that, uh, that's a sincere uh, e- evaluation. Right. Uh, so so the US should understand uh, its leverage over Iran and should be patient, uh, should not yield to uh Iranian demand uh and play on Iranian terms. Um and uh, uh, uh the, the, the US should play uh, from a position of strength and back it uh, with a credible deterrence. The US has to make Iran understand the US not only can push back uh uh, uh, the uh, the Iranian aggressions, it would yeah. indeed right. do that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, because because the Iranians uh, they, uh, uh, and I, I think this is absolute truth. Uh, they want to avoid a war much more than us, because we can get embroiled uh, in a war, uh, but our political system, uh, the United States' uh, position in the world economy, will remain the same. But if Iran uh, uh, is involved in a similar conflict, uh, the regime may be gone. Um, and then the regime's ultimate goal is a self-preservation. Yeah. So they have a more interest than us to avoid uh, a, a hot conflict. And we need to keep that in mind. Yeah. We need to make them understand we have the power. Um, and we need to play uh, from a position of strength. Yeah. So, uh, lastly, uh, to answer your question, so what is the long-term goal? Well, I had a discussion with someone about this yesterday. Uh, so, the end game, what the short-term goal, uh, U.S. vis-a-vis Iran, uh, should be, uh, with um, uh, patience uh, and uh, um, uh, uh, and position uh, and uh, and position of strength. Uh, to compel Iran uh, to sit on the negotiation table to negotiate uh, a a longer-term, more sustainable uh, deal with a goodwill. Uh, uh, This is a short-term. And then the medium-term is to maintain uh, a a stable uh, deal uh, to check uh, Iranian through the deal uh, uh, to restrain Iranian uh, uh, malign behavior. And then the long-term deal uh, should be uh, the Iranian people finally being able to decide uh, the fate of the regime and the future of their own country.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) There are so much more I I would like to talk about, but I'm going to limit myself to one more question. In some ways, it's one of the most important questions. We've talked a lot about the what. In conclusion, I'd like to cover the why. You've been very vocal recently. When there's a development in American-Iranian relations, you're speaking out. You're helping people better understand the nature of and the threat posed by the Islamic Republic of Iran. Why? I'm I'm sure many, probably most people, after going through what you went through, would rather go home and just finish their studies in peace. So why didn't you? Um,
1: Well, because um, I think um, I'm a victim uh, of the knowledge, of the partial knowledge uh, that is being taught uh, on university campuses. I believed uh, in those uh, wishful thinking that we did everything wrong. When we fix ourselves, uh, they uh, will come around. Um, I study history and we talk about agency. uh, in historical analysis, uh, now in re- in retrospect, I understand um, that understanding takes the agency of the Iranian regime, uh, the Islamists away, um, a- a- and overemphasize on the agency uh, of uh, uh, so-called imperialists. Yeah. I'm not saying the U.S. has been right or the West has been always right uh, in uh, doing what they have done uh, uh, to 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 the region, to the Islamic world. Um, But certainly there is uh, equally significant uh, um, uh, side of the story that has been missing uh, from the current debate. And unfortunately, sometimes it is being put on a a moral label. Uh, If you talk about uh, uh, something wrong on the other side, uh, then you're conservative, you're orientalist, uh, you have to be condemned. Uh, for discourse analysis purpose, uh, I, I understand. Um, but um, when it comes to real policy, when it comes to the life of people, individual, each individual, when it comes down to uh, suffering, uh, like what happened to me, mm-hmm. I think uh, that wasn't helpful. Uh, and then I, I need to be vocal uh, to, to tell people to the extent I can, that you need uh, you know we as a uh, as a nation uh, uh, the US, the us as a uh, as a superpower we need to understand uh, really uh, h- how to deal uh, with the iranian regime uh, and uh, how they think um, and 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 the, the uh, ivory tower knowledge just didn't uh, you know uh, does not seem uh, uh, adequate um uh, to real uh, to real life um, uh, work uh, that can uh, guide uh, foreign policy. Uh, so this is this is one uh, aspect, and also that uh, I want to say, that some people, uh, some scholars uh, who advised me to go to Iran in 2015-16, uh, uh, if they had no, not known that. Um, how Iran would behave afterwards under JCPOA after my arrest after this many years they should have known they should have learned a lesson, yeah. but for whatever reasons uh, is uh, you know be it political uh, or career or professional considerations, they still promote the same line of uh, uh, policy, um, and I found it uh, puzzling uh, and I think that is. Uh, ethically uh, and morally wrong um, and then i need to um, i need to be a counter uh counter argument uh to to that line of thinking um and then uh so that uh so that uh there would not be uh, people like me uh repeating uh, the suffer uh, the suffering that i had uh in Iran
0: Well, thank you so much for everything you have been doing. You have really helped me deepen my understanding of the Iranian regime and the way America might think about these challenges. Uh, Your personal example of courage is a tremendous lesson for us all. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us today on Madison's Notes.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: There you have it, Madisonians. Wong Zhiyue on his wrongful imprisonment in Iran, U.S.-Iranian relations, and personal courage. I put a few links in the show notes to excellent recent articles of his, and I suggest you follow Jiwei on Twitter, at Jiwei 9 that's X-I-Y-U-E-W-A-N-G, and the number 9. And while you're at it, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Madison Program, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That's all we have time for today. I hope to have you back with us next time here on Madison's Notes.